Hey folks, how the hell are you? I'm Houston. And I'm Halen. And you're listening to Crime or Reason. up what's up so for this episode we're gonna do something a little bit different something a little laxed um and it's going to be a q and a so true crime oh, question answer yeah true crime podcast edition crew crime crew crime <laughs> so true crime podcast essentially we're just going to be asking or reading some um true crime questions or true crime podcast questions uh relevant to what we do and we are just going to answer them for you it'll be pretty easy pretty chillaxed um so let's go ahead and get started so caitlin what initially drew you to the crew tribe genre and uh how did you become interested in specific cases so i've always been interested in a lot of true crime cases especially the big ones you know like um ted bundy um john wayne gacy stuff like that but then i started you already know who i'm gonna bring up morbid i started listening to morbid and it wasn't the first true crime podcast i listened to i actually listened to someone knows something i listened to a lot of them and i first started out really wanting seasons long worth on one case and then later on it developed into like continuing listening to those season longs on one case and i really like the like disappearances and stuff like that but then i started listening to morbid and the very first few episodes i listened to of morbid were the uh more murders and as i listened to them more i started just really getting deep diving into it and really wanting to know more and to like the more murders if you don't know about it it's really graphic and awful what they did and that started stemming into me finding out more information on all of the murders that they were covering and also still listening to newer episodes of someone knows something your own backyard about Kristen smart yeah yeah yeah. so good and they actually just had a, a development on her case and closed it so they had like a whole and i keep up with the stuff you right. know how i am yeah. i love me a good happen in the 1980s 1990s and then get solved in the 2020s right yeah i love it yeah so. I, I feel that one um i think specifically for me so i've kind of always had like a fascination with like serial killers and mm-hmm. like what makes them tick and like that's been a thing i've had that for long 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 time for sure the psychology behind like what's going on in that brain of theirs and i think mine mine probably stemmed just from that and like watching documentaries i watch a lot of documentaries uh about like serial killers and you know murders and and crimes that have happened and so because of that um it was something that i really you know i really enjoyed and then from there you ended up telling me about morbid and you mm-hmm. were like listen to a podcast and i was like i don't listen to podcasts and guys she hounded me on it forever you were listening to something else at that point i think it was like um what was it that you were listening to well probably not a podcast, not I, a podcast? I, yeah i wasn't i wasn't podcasting well it wasn't podcast it was like um books or yeah i listen to audiobooks that's what it was yeah so yep. i was listening to audiobooks when 
but like for some reason I was just like podcast no way ooh that's gross yeah and then I finally I was working third shift and started finally listening to Morbid fell in love um and now I've listened to like everything Ash and Alina put out honestly yeah. every every uh, single episode well, not even just like the episodes on that I listened to Buffy the Rewatcher mm-hmm. or, or the Rewatcher Buffy the Vampire Slayer I listened to a screen that they have with Caleb um I just like them as hosts um they rock really yeah. they they have really good banter they have they just have a good vibe right but and so- they they always know how to make it serious but not serious right yeah for sure but some buddies of ours have a true crime podcast too um chelsea and deidre and so over at a million murders go check them out if you don't listen to them um but yeah it's like just like a fun little community that we got into so i I think it was just like a bunch of different things that kind of fell into play for us to choose this genre right well and when you have a job, like, I started working at the post office, and I was out there by myself, like, just running around, tossing out mail. So, they're, like, when you have a lot of time, and yeah. you're not forward-facing with a bunch of people, you don't have to talk to anybody, it's nice to have something in your ear just to get the day to go by. Yeah, so. for sure. I agree. It's really easy. It doesn't mm-hmm. take a lot of power. Yeah. Um, but I guess, which, once we get into the kind of cases that we pick, I think we pick cases differently. I agree. I tend to pick... So, I I do a little bit better with intense cases than Kaylin does. Mm-hmm. So, it's easier for me to research. I, I feel like I can look at that source material longer. Right. And be okay with it. And where um, Kaylin's isn't so on the nose with, like, crime. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, the, the intense crime. Like, Kaylin's can be... One of those episodes where you can go through it. Hers is more for everybody, I feel like. Yeah, a little more more family-friendly, yeah. if you would. So, and then mine are always, like, very intense. But I think that's just, like, a matter of preference. I agree. And the amount of time we have to research. Right, for <laughs> sure. Because you girls, uh... I'm also not very good at, at research. I have a lot of... I'm so... Don't get I'm, too into it, because that's our next question. Gotcha. Our I'm, next question is actually about the research. Oh, okay. I'm and, too organized with my research, so it takes me a long time for mm-hmm. it. So that's one of the reasons that I don't get, like, too... I, I can't do really deep cases that have so much information, mm-hmm. because it's just so hard to get into that and to... And it's mentally. You right. have to really be in a good mental space to do that. And, yeah, it's <laughs> like on the nights when you're research. my mental's bad. <laughs> When you have to, like, research, like, more than one case at a time, and you're, like, exhausted, you're switching back and forth and, like, trying to choose the lesser of two evils to, like, Mm -hmm. when your brain is, like, mush. Right. But um, that leads us into the second question, which is, can you walk us through the research process for your cases? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. ahead. Okay. So, like I was saying, it's, my research is very intense because I have to have it laid out because I can't. So first I find a case and then it takes me a while to find a case because I, I don't know exactly what I want to do. I know kind of in a general area what I want to do. But then once I find the case, I go through and I find as many references and resources that I can to really deep dive into that. And then on the deep dive, I have to write it down because my brain is that way. It's like the... the face to hand like we have to write it down and then after I write it down and get everything organized the way that I want it my notes are a mess and so I have to go back and type it all out because if I don't do that 
my whole episode is going to be just a, a fucking mess. Right. It's going to be a mess of me trying to get my thoughts put together. So they have to be laid out in front of me before I can actually pursue the whole like case. Yeah, because you have to you you write down like what you're gonna say. I do. You? Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Caitlin's very like scripted and like to the T. Because if I don't, I'm I'm gonna be chaotic. It'll be a whole mess. I wouldn't be able to the, to form the thoughts in my brain. I, I'm telling you, I, I say this all the time. My brain works faster than my mouth all the time. At all times, my brain is going ninety miles per hour, but my mouth is only going about ten. So. That's the opposite. <laughs> I definitely don't. We know you know how to talk. <laughs> my my mouth is definitely the chaotic part on there. <laughs> my brain is too. I but, like the way you put yeah. that. But yeah, so the way that our research irritates Caitlin <laughs> because I can't do it. <laughs> so um, the way that I research is I find I go ahead and I read my articles or I find my videos and I'll read slash watch all of them once. And then I go through and have all of my resources laid out in front of me. So, like, if I've got, like, a video or a podcast that I'm listening to, I will play that while having my, like, two or three resources in front of me. And then um, I just go through and I make notes of everything. So, mine won't say... And mind you, these are cliff notes. Yes. So, mine will just have, like, the name of the person, like, the year that they were born... Um, just like their parents' name, it doesn't say any of that. It just has, like, it'll just say, like, Kaylin Wettstein, you know, and then January 9th. Did I just say 9th? Your birthday's, yes. your birthday's right. 9th. Okay. Right. Well, I was freaking out. My cousin's is the 24th, and I almost <laughs> said the 24th, and I was like, wait. And, you know, it'll say it like it, that. It and, makes the year 1995. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, and then, like, I'll just, like, put that, and then it'll put, like, It'll, I'll have, like, a date and have, like, date of disappearance, and then I'll put, did this, this, and it's just, like, very listed. Yeah. And then that's what I bring when, when I do my case. So I'm scripted, you're rattling off from your brain. Yeah, so mine's just, like, something for me to, like, look down at and then just, like, immediately talk about, because I retain the information, I guess, differently. I'm not an information (laughs) It does not stay in my noggin, there's too much up there. And so I can just kind of, like, talk about it, and so it irritates Kaylin a lot, (laughs) because she's just, like, Kaylin will come in and she'll have, like, a a five-page script, and then I've got, like, one page of cliff notes. Yep, yep. I, the other thing is, whenever I'm doing research, I can't be doing anything else. The TV cannot be on. I won't listen to music. It does not help me focus. I have to have it quiet. And, like, that's one of the reasons it takes me so long to do is because there's always a lot going on. For sure. So. For sure, yeah. And for me, I can I can work in utter chaos. Utter chaos. So, I just... Huh. Um, but with that, I feel like Caitlin's stuff ends up being a little more accurate. Writing stuff down really helps out, I think, with that. Because, like, and you you stay pretty accurate to the case, but it's just that you have to, like, pull the rest of it from memory. Which you have a good memory. So it's, like, you kind of get a take. Like, yeah. So for mine, it'll be, like, the shoelace was untied. And that's what my note says. And then I tell the whole story about the shoelace and, like, the prevalence and everything. Like, my brain will just, like, I'll just start, like, spitting that out. Right. Do you... So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to ever come up again in this, but 
Do you think it's easier to edit your episodes or my episodes? It's easier to edit mine because I know what I said. Right. I mean, even down to, like, when I cough. Right, right. And, like, I need to take something out. So God, I find, you have such a good memory. <laughs> yeah, I find it I find it easier to edit mine just because I can remember it. Yeah. Exactly what I did. Remember exactly where I messed up, where I didn't mess up. Um, but it's easier to listen to yours. Okay. It's easier to listen to your cases than yeah. it is to listen to mine. But who likes to listen to their own voice? <laughs> I think my vocal fry is so bad. It's so hard to listen so, to your own voice. It really yeah. is. It, it, uh, it, it maddens me whenever I hear my voice because it's like, I don't like the way I sound. I think I sound really nasally. It's right. gross. Um, so the next question, how do you approach discussing sensitive or graphic details of a crime with your audience of the podcast? Um, what steps do you take to ensure that you're being respectful and responsible in your reporting? I can take the blood on this one. Yeah, you take okay. that one first. So, um, I feel like as long as you're not, like, out here making fun of it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, just, it, it's really easy to just know what's in poor taste and what's not, you know? And every once in a while, you'll kind of say something not realizing that it's in poor taste, and that's something that you catch in the edit. Right. And so... And you can edit it out. Yeah. Because, so it... um, Caitlin and I... We have a really, really morbid, morbid sense of humor. We do. And, and it's so, so not something everybody appreciates. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I think that you just kind of be cognizant of that, that what you're talking about is not your own shit. Yeah, it's, it's this, somebody, this somebody else's, else's yeah, life. It's, it's somebody else's stuff that's going on. And so as long as you're just like being aware of that and... Being respectful yeah, of the family yeah, that, that we talk about. You know, like... You never want to find yourself um, discussing a case and then, like, laughing during, like, an insensitive or an insensitive time. Right, or... like, you talk about somebody getting, like, chopped in half and then you're laughing about it. Like, right. you don't want to do that. Yeah. Which, we... I mean, we wouldn't. Right. Really. But, it, but... It's, it's just one of those things. I think that maybe it's a little harder. I know that, I know that I was talking with, like, Chelsea and Deidre about it. Um, I think it's a little easier for them because they're they're kind of way squeaky cleaner, like way more squeaky clean. Why can I speak? They're way more squeaky clean than we are, so they're used to that all the time. Yeah. Where us, we're very vulgar with just how we speak in general on here, and like in general very, in yeah, life, <laughs> it's very explicit. Which I mean, they are too, but like they're very like they're not explicit on their podcast, so I think it's like like engraved into them they go into a yeah. mindset of i'm not gonna right. be vulgar for us we have to like make sure we're not being like we have to reel it in a little bit yeah we're not being like what the fuck is this shit and da 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 like yeah. when we get to those points we have to you know i mean i'll throw out a what the fuck if i'm like i can't believe that fucking yeah, happened what the but fuck? yeah i think it's just the the matter of everybody knows what to and what not to say i feel like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah i mean there's a difference between not having a filter and just being insensitive. Exactly. And, and we don't have filters, but we're not really insensitive people. Exactly. We, we care about other people yeah. pretty well, I'd say. And at the end of the day, when you're talking about the cases, you're talking about the cases. Like, obviously, we're doing this. We enjoy ourselves enough in some sort of degree to get on a podcast. Right, which right. feels very condescending and feels like very, <laughs> you know, very conceited and full of yourself. But, like... We, it's because we're passionate about it. It's something that we enjoy doing. And right. so we just kind of like jump on here and, and tell those stories. But at the end of the day, like we're telling the stories, we're choosing cases that 
we're passionate about in some sort of way. And, and we want to bring light to them, exactly. not just, you know, tell the story flat out. Like, it, it really shines on the victims For and sure. their yeah. families. And we try to make it, the, the bad situations, we try and make it where you can really see how awful what really happened was, but also keep it right straightforward yeah and and that doesn't make any sense it does it does like keep it straightforward in the sense that like it's retainable for people because here's the thing and kind of going back to the research you don't realize how dark the shit can get yeah until you're researching it and mm -hmm. like there's not filters on that research so if we can take it in a way and put, or take it and put it in a way where it's easier for you guys to digest then we're accomplishing our goal of getting those cases out there without completely and totally cringing out the audience yeah right because sometimes that stuff is hard to digest it is for sure so like that the way that i was do you remember the episode i did about the the boy that was murdered by the train tracks yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it was like the little boy that was taken by the two other like a little bit older, older boys. but boys still so yeah that case was really hard especially because bulger, bulger. yeah uh, bulger james james bulger. james bulger i think that was yeah. who it was and that case was really hard for me because I am, I love kids and yeah. kids are like the whole world. Like I don't have any yet myself, but we have nieces and nephews. And whenever I was getting into that case, it's like, you just picture like your niece or nephew or your kiddo getting that done to them. And it's really hard right. to get into that. So like when it comes to the really awful stuff, you, you just have to have a certain mindset. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel the same way about, like, maybe, like, the Alyssa Bustamante case. Yeah. Getting into that because, like, obviously what she did was horrendous. But mm -hmm. in, in some sort of way, she was also, like, a victim until she did what she did. Like, there was a lot of failure leading up mm -hmm. to um, what she did. A, a lot of failure taking care of her. Right. And we all know those people. You know, we, we, we know people who fall in similar categories of not only the victims but the perpetrators as well right. and so that that can make it hard i yeah. feel like for sure how do you think the criminal justice system can be improved with handling crimes going forward well i can tell you number one we shut down and revamp the West Memphis, <laughs> the West Memphis judicial system. <laughs> That's the first thing that we do. We need to we need to target them first, and get that taken care of, because whatever they're doing there is not correct. Um, not correct. Police training, um, detective training, uh, um, figuring out the corruption that happens. Yeah, just judicial time. training in general. Because here's the thing, I think starting with, like, the arrest, like, the police are kind of, like, the first, the first line of that, mm -hmm. and then it goes into lawyers, and then it goes into, you know, the judicial, yeah, like, the, the judges, and, and, um, I think that, that we have to really just, like, hunker down on all of them. Yeah. I think all of them really just kind of need better training. Almost, they almost need like a human resources training. A human well, resources. Yeah. Um, just because, like, you know, I feel like it's really easy. The big thing is, is 
you're innocent until you're proven guilty, and a lot of people aren't treated that way. Yeah, plus you have the media involved right. too. If we are not, if we're not protecting the criminals' rights, then the people who are getting accused that are innocent also aren't achieving those rights. You know, they're not getting those rights as well, mm-hmm. and we see that a lot. So, as in the West Memphis Three. Yep, and I'll always take it back to the police of that. Mm-hmm. But um, also, too, I think how. With lawyers, I feel like the thing, one of the things that bothers me the most is with lawyers, like, the smearing, like, that bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They smear victims a lot. Like, a victim could have passed, and they're, like, talking mad shit in the courtroom. In the courtroom, yeah. Like, and I know that, like, you have to... Defend the person. Yeah, but... It, so... it's like intense it's like like doing that in they, front of the family they dig yeah uh-huh. and then they i really dig too into like a lot of your your past mm-hmm. and and it's very aggressive and i feel like we need to be better i i think if you're doing it from a place of your job that's fine but like if you're doing it from a place of sheer aggression and enjoyment that's when it gets Full like intense. yeah so that's going to be my big thing. I feel like just like smear campaigns because that can really affect the public interest as well. Like media has a really bad habit of, you know, just taking something and running right. with it. One little bitty thing they can take and they can right. make it a huge deal. Cuz we got to talk about we got to talk about let's 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 talk about the Johnny Depp neighborhood case. We all know how we felt about Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Most people were very pro-Depp, very anti-Heard. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, while, you know, it proved that that was the way it should have gone, a lot of that was perpetuated by the media. Definitely. And I think it's important for the media to, I think it's important for the media to be involved. Um, however, I don't know if they need to treat it like it's a it's a rumor mill right because they can gossip column they can use something and take it and twist it to a way that you know it it doesn't sound it's not it's not factual yeah and it can make it really really hard for a lot of people to have like fair trials exactly so are there any particular cases or topics within the true crime genre that you feel are often overlooked or underrepresented yes indigenous people oh yeah it crimes crimes committed against the indigenous especially indigenous women which we were just talking about this the other Mm -hmm. day and the big thing with them is they have their own set of police Mm -hmm. and so the police outside of their you know what word am i looking for like their community and their community so the police yes the police outside of their community don't (laughs) like that they can't really get involved with that that justice system Mm -hmm. so yeah and and we we lose a lot of like light shed on that yeah that's my big one like you want to talk about a genre that's underrepresented or or not a genre but like a topic that's underrepresented it's indigenous people specifically indigenous women's yeah there's a lot of um i'm trying to think of like a specific case that would be representative I'm trying to think of something that I think hasn't been covered enough. 
But the thing is, whenever it comes to us, we listen to that stuff. Like, we see it so often. Yeah. So, it, like, me and you pay attention to that stuff. So it's not like... Like, we see a lot of stuff that people don't really talk about because they don't want to know about it. Right. You know? Also, too, we don't talk enough about stalkers. Agreed. Well, stalking. Like, we, we do talk about stalking to the point of, like, it leading to, like, murder or, like, atrocious mm-hmm. crimes. That happened here in Owensboro. But we don't talk enough about stalking that maybe didn't end super badly but like it's still scary yes and the really awful thing is like you can't if you go to court and you're like this person is messaging me all the time calling me following me to places unless they do something unless they hurt you like harmful you you can't really do anything there's like like epos yeah you put out an epo against them but then what's really actually stopping them exactly yeah i agree Alright, let's do a couple more. (laughs) What do you think are some of the psychological factors that drive people to commit violent crimes? We do love getting into the psychology. Yeah. So, I think there's a whole thing like nature versus nurture. Mm -hmm. But somebody could have a perfect childhood and then turn out to be a serial killer so like i don't think there's really when it comes to nature i don't think that there's really anything that there's just something wrong in the ticker you know um when when it comes to nurture of course we see abuse we see um you know trauma all of that type of stuff that happens to people and that ends up turning them into what they become but there's just a lot of mental that goes into it. Yeah, a lot of it's mental health for sure. Mm-hmm. And but, and it was very downplayed. Yeah. For especially like long times ago, like 70s, 80s, like we saw, you know, the uptick of serial killers in the 70s. And yeah. the the mental health was not as focused on especially as we do today. Like it's really been shedding a lot of light on mental health here lately there's a lot of of resources people can access to help out with their mental health yeah i i agree with that i think mental health's probably the biggest i mean it is the biggest factor and and um there's just a lot of people that like the signs are there and they're either overlooked Mm -hmm. or they're in situations where um there's not enough care but like also to a lot of it, I think, can be nurtured as well. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of traits and personality um, is developed based on what you went through. Right. And, and like, like, what you're used to. During your childhood, your brain is so impressionable. So those awful things that happen to people that turn them into what they are can... It's it's huge. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's your hardest case that you've covered? Probably the James Folger. Folger that one was rough because it's kids and and it's kids kids killing kids and that's awful no matter how you cut it it's awful i feel yeah um my hardest was the kelly ann bates case yeah i will always stand by that that's just it's a very it's hard to talk about hard to listen to for sure for sure and that's that's gonna be the hardest for me definitely all right, last question. Okay. And then we are going to let you guys go. This is a fun Q&A, so we're going to 
We're going to end it with this one. What do you think sets our podcast apart from others in the true crime genre? And what do you hope that listeners take away from each episode? I think that we have a really good connection to each other. Right. We've known each other for so long. So, like, I think that you and I can can banter back and forth about silly things. But then we can also really get into the nitty gritty of cases and cover them to the best of our ability with respect to the families with respect to you know the victims i think that we have a really good um vibe we have a good vibe i think our vibe is similar to some but different than a lot um we don't take ourselves too seriously while also taking the cases seriously yeah so like you know we're serious when we need to be we're not when we don't need to be um we're just we're just two besties who are passionate about true crime and we talk about it. Yeah. Period. We talk about it on here. We talk about it not on here. It's yeah. just, there's always something going on. Like there are cases that we haven't covered here lately that, and maybe they will be in the future covered, but we go back and forth like the Idaho killings. We were on the phone so often, like being like, guess what happened at this point in Tom. Right. And on top of that, we tell you to stay healthy every show. Yeah. We want you to stay healthy. We we tell you to stay criminal. We want you to commit crimes. No, we're just kidding. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't commit crimes. When we tell you we want you to stay criminal, it's mean we want you to stay in true crime. Into it, not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Into it, not get into it. Not get into it. Yeah. Don't be on one of our episodes. (laughs) Please. So, um, yeah, and it's just it's nice. We have a nice rapport, and I mean a lot of people do a lot of you know. I, I think what makes us different than others is that no other one is me and Kaylin. Exactly. You know. You can't replicate it. <laughs> like, that's what it is. The difference between us and others is that it's it's the only time, the only podcast where you're going to get Kaylin and myself. Exactly. And, and either that's people's cup of tea or it's not. Not to be conceited, but we're pretty awesome. So. I'm pretty awesome. You shut your whole mouth. <laughs> no, no, Kaylin's, Kaylin's pretty. Uh, yeah. Awesome. No. Pretty yeah. and awesome. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. So, um, well, we can definitely do this again. There's a billion questions um, that we could possibly answer. We just did some of them. Um, this is, we actually got these questions from um, Podquake. So, Podquake? Podquake, yep. A <laughs> hundred plus catchy true crime podcast questions to ask 2024 Ooh, updated yeah so let's update it in february and by the way 2024 is gonna be better we're gonna have a good year this year i'm feeling it it's already been a been a good year it's been a really good year so i'm feeling pretty good about this year yeah i am i mean i was sick for like the first part of it (laughs) like Like, i say that i was like it's been a pretty good year my grandmother passed away (laughs) i've been sick three times i thought i broke my foot again Fell down a flight of stairs. It's been... We made it through it, though. Yeah. We made it through it. But it's... It's gonna be fun. We'll maybe do another Q&A some other time. There's... So many questions. So many more questions. So many more questions. You guys send in some questions. If you guys have, like, certain questions that you want us to answer, we'd love to. We'd love to have written in questions for us to answer. Written in. Written in. Written in. So, um, other than that... Have yourself a wonderful day. 
check out our merch check out all of our links um check out our link tree drop us a like and review go check out the new merch the, specifically yes the new merch yep um she real cute cute go check us out on youtube we're there now eventually we're gonna video but we don't know when that's gonna happen put some time I don't away know about that put some time away you know i want to look at my face at first <laughs> but that's <laughs> <laughs> me being exhausted for the day that's i fair. work first shift now so i'm up super super early yeah but homie called me at 6 30 this morning i was like why are you calling yeah. me at 6 30 on a saturday i woke up at six o'clock this morning and that meant i slept in for two and a half hours so anyway so we hope you stay safe stay healthy and stay criminal, criminal. bye guys mm-hmm. bye